Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dally Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamblett, Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Money Now Loud. Of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw and the go-home show, Michael Hamlet, ahead of Elimination Chamber this weekend. Yeah, that's not the typical tee-up question it might normally be, is it? These are weird pay-per-views, still. They're, based on this one and the one before it, they are now being seen as WrestleMania-sized events or big deals or all that sort of stuff, but it's just weird. Like, the, what hangs in the air is weird, and especially when... Is this the second week of the sci-fi thing? Yeah. So, based on last week's Raw, even though this is a go-home, we like it for podcast copy and discussion, but they haven't really been familiar with the principle of a go-home show in about 20 years. Yes. So, not only is this that, but it's also that for one of these odd shows that not everybody necessarily wants to get as excited about anyway. I'm expecting um, some incredibly captivating t- twists and turns. Who realistically is going to benefit from having the most momentum? Because if Austin Theory wins a match tonight, right, he might he might have a chance of like eliminating Lesnar from the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> if you get some momentum, yeah, fair. That's, uh, how, that's how it works. It's not just for the. WWE title as well. I'm assuming that counts as two wins in your win loss rankings if you win the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Because there's obviously, well, or however many people you pin, that's one extra result. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be crunching them numbers ahead of WrestleMania season and seeing who's most deserving of, I don't know, hypothetically an intercontinental title shot, like all the other people in the Elimination Chamber have to bear that in mind. Mm. Or Damien Priest, US title. He's got a hell of a reign on the go at the moment, guys. Hell of a reign. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. A run that could quite easily come to an end tonight. Yeah, nobody would be bothered to kill him. He's dead. <laughs> He's uh, defending the title against AJ Styles days before AJ Styles challenges for the WWE Championship. <laughs> Why? So either way, either AJ Styles like, mm, I've got this title, but I don't want it. I want that one. Or he loses en route to potentially become a world champion. Well, he's not going to potentially become world champion at all. Okay, fair. But this is like, this is how much 
titles mean less than nothing in this company. Hot take. I really hot sizzling hot take. There. <laughs> a match that I think will be built towards in a way that loads of people will be like, yeah, man, this build's awesome. When really it's just AJ Styles and Edge both saying variations of, I respect you. <laughs> and like these promos will be dying. But if they have a match at WrestleMania, given how smartly AJ Styles works, how awesome Edge is at the counter, how both of them are both genuinely great counter-defensive wrestlers. Like if Edge versus AJ Styles happens at Mania, right? I'll be bang up for it, genuinely. Mm-hmm. On the night, on the, on the TV, I won't care that much. But we're thinking it's a great, great attraction, great match. The closer AJ Styles comes to succeeding in his pursuit of championship glory, the further away that match is from yeah. happening viably because Edge is going nowhere near the United States title. And we know he's got the pull as well. Like Ed- Edge versus AJ Styles, WrestleMania match graphic. Yes, viable, feasible, mm-hmm. something I'm interested in. Edge versus AJ Styles, WrestleMania match graphic with the United States title photoshopped in it. Photoshopped on it is the stuff of lunatics from like 2012. It sounds like you know, like Vince has done so <laughs> many awful custom photoshops, like so many awful things to Triple H lately. He's like, All right, I got you something, Paul. He's like, What's this? And he just reveals behind like a red curtain and pulls the thing and he reveals it. And it's that graphic with the United States title. And I said, like, You were right, they were B plus players. There you go, they're, yeah. fight, they're fighting for the little title. He's like, oh, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> the closer AJ Styles comes to winning a championship. It's a clue. Is the further away he gets from doing anything meaningful at WrestleMania. So I hope to hell he doesn't win tonight because I'd like to see the Edge match. What a what a damning state of affairs. What's going on with with Damian Priest? I mean, like you mean uh, Jay Styles won this fair and square. This this what was it? Championship contenders match last week. He's also lost. He lost that undefeated streak to shenanigans from Kevin Owens. But Kevin Owens hasn't even got himself a, a title shot as a result of that. But have they just gone gone cold on on Priest? Do you think? The other way, they've gone hot. They started paying attention. That's what's happened to Damian Priest. The, a lot of their discussions about how he remained unbeaten on Monday Night Raw were being, which was cool, but was being presented in a way where they've done, uh, they've worked hard to uh, like preserve his streak. You know, you're going to start seeing the signs in the crowd soon, just like Goldberg, where Damian Priest is 52 and 0 because he's gone a whole year without losing the match. It was like, no, it was a complete accident. Like they've got their, they're looking down the list of the guys. And you know, like that old thing about Vince looking at eight by tens when he was wanting NXT call ups. I wouldn't be surprised if his list just had like wrestlers' heights. It's like, what's this guy doing? I don't know. We're going to put him in there with like one of the mid carders. Six three, six four. Oh, he wins. And that was how he won every single week. Didn't care about his character, just the tall guy walking past him in gorilla. He's winning, right, Bruce? And then one week, he might be like, actually, no, boss, we've, uh, we've got him losing tonight. I don't think so. Change the finish. Like, the message communicated to the referee, he wins, he wins, he wins. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes up with the half Damien, half priest gimmick. <laughs> and look where we're at now. That's the first point of his entire main roster run where it appeared as if they were actually paying him creative attention. I was going to say for better and worse. <laughs> it's always for worse. That, <laughs> like, that's redundant. For worse, they paid him some creative attention. We get this. And all of a sudden, his character feels... If not fully dead, half dead. You can pick if it's the Damien or the Priest. That's up to you. <laughs> but the character and wherever they were going with him feels dead. He was in December, not enthusiastically. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie and be performative about it. He wasn't enthusiastically a potential Royal Rumble winner, but he was a legitimate contender. People were like, well, he keeps winning, and he's tall, and he's not got he's metal. Lo- he's not got loads of time left. He's metal. He can he's, talk. Yeah, like there's enough reasons to sort of suggest. Yeah, why not? By the time the Show came around, they'd got into that priest Damien stuff, and he was dead. I feel like, yeah, tonight we're getting 
probably a DQ finish in this title match that, in their eyes, protects everyone. So Damian Priest goes a little bit too Damian. Uh, AJ Styles can... Priest is just an evil as word. Fair point. I'm quite keen on AJ, like, because it's the United States title. I can see, like, AJ saying, like, to Sidgwick's point, I want to take this title, I want to wave it like a flag. Because I want to show that America, just like WWE, can influence the world. It's <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. Like, AJ's that kind of guy that would do that kind of thing. So I, I want that pretty much promo from him. I want some real jingoism. Dressed up as rah, rah, yeah. Rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, tonight is the return of Brock Lesnar. He's not been here for a, a couple of weeks, I think it was. A week or two, certainly. Um, and he's here to apparently send a message ahead of the Elimination Chamber, where, of course, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley's WWE Championship, is on the line. How do you see it playing out with, with Lesnar and the other chamber uh, challengers that aren't in title matches already tonight? Hopefully ghoulishly entertaining because if it's focused on Lashley, I don't want to watch it anymore. Um, we all enjoy Big Banter Brock, but I think it's when it was at the Is expense... The show? Who, Brock? Yeah, yeah, Brock's yeah. advertised. Oh, so like we all like, like that. Oh, what, what's he wearing? Why is he still dressed for work on the farm? But the negging of Bobby Lashley was becoming frustrating. If you like Lashley, we talked about how the babyface heel dynamic was odd and it fell off. And you could feel that even Bobby Lashley, even Bobby Lashley is forced to bend the knee to Brock Lesnar when it comes to Vincent Mann's affections. There is nobody quite like Lesnar in that regard. And I just don't want to watch that playing out in the form of their back and forths. The rest of the people in the chamber, however... Don't care about them. So let's have Brock just wage a war on some of them. Maybe even you write one of them out last minute with an injury. I know there's potentially other avenues that could happen on this show, but maybe in his effort and his quest to prove a point to Bobby Lashley, somebody else bites the bullet ahead of Saturday. I think we could well see a, a promo train at some point on this show. Maybe more than one, Sige. Um but yeah, we got Brock Lesnar back. <laughs> that, that stuff. Yeah, you've got Brock Lesnar back. So you have him and, and Bobby Lashley having a little moment together in the ring and him saying, I'm I'm leaving Saudi Arabia with that WWE Championship. And then maybe Seth freaking Rollins comes down and has <laughs> his way through a promo. Riddle's obviously busy with some other fun on this show. We've talked about AJ Styles. I think if you're going to have someone eat something tonight, and I'm going to expand on this in a second... Why not have Austin Theory try and get a selfie with Brock Lesnar? I, I had the exact same thought running through my mind as you, Adam Wilborn. Terrifying. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. I like the idea of Brock and Bobby squaring up to each other, having a promo duel where they're both kind of implicitly saying, that's WWE, they could outright bury everybody else. But the implication is that, come on, we're the ones who've got the most like realistic chance of winning, so let's just us promote this fight. Austin Theory comes out, oblivious to his imminent doom, the longer the sort of dread, the funnier it is for everybody else. Brock Lesnar with that stupid big daft grin on his face pretending to play along. And the actual selfie would do, like, go viral. Raw mm. never actually trends. Raw never actually does penetration. The engagement, I think it was um, Brandon Thurston who said that the Google penetration is the worst since records began in 2004. So if they could actually have big banter Brock doing a big selfie with Austin Theory and then killing him. The actual selfie might actually get traction online and get memed. So you get uh, uh, two options here. WWE, we know, yeah, no one UK wrestling podcast, so you, we know they listen. Um, uh, so I, I think you, you can cover yourself off here, WWE. 
have this have him take the selfie with Brock yeah. playing along, like you say, and then this might not come off. So you've got this, you've got the selfie in reserve. Try and get a selfie. Is this you pitching physically impossible things? Well, again? no, it's not that physically impossible for once for me. Whilst he has him up for the F five, not whilst he's hitting the F five. That is ridiculous. But what if selfie and Brock picks him up? And Austin Theory snaps another selfie, terrified face on Brock Lesnar, tomato head and shoulders. Bring both those pitches together as a way to get good viral content. What if, as he gets swept up, he accidentally knocks it onto video and you get a first-person view getting F5'd yeah. as video, as like Twitter video B-O-V-F-5. content. V-O-V-F-5. And it even makes sense from a character point of view because stupid old Vincent Mann once like asks, can you get me a picture of that Brock Lesnar? Because he's forgot he's hiding. <laughs> oh, I like him. Who's that big guy? Sure get me a picture of him. Because I like that, and I like the idea of, of Austin Theory turning up to Saudi Arabia. Because I'm a sadist, turning up to Saudi Arabia, you know, maybe comedy neck brace, or at the very least, sort of taped up. And he's like, "But you know," and Vince is there. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> you know, he's uh, Vince has been through sterner stuff. He's you know, etc. He's got he's got history with neck braces. At the end of the day, and he's like, you know, Dad, that's effectively what this relationship is now. Uh, I'm gonna soldier on through. And then as he's trying to get into the uh, elimination chamber, Kevin Owens comes down and kicks the crap out of him. I can't remember. I do apologise. Whoever tweeted me the the I think it was a, a news question. I'll try and dig it out whilst whilst we're talking about this. I think Kevin Owens should. He's got this panic we've talked about about not being featured around WrestleMania, and uh, not only yeah, him, famous Canadian province Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only is he sort of paranoid about that, but also you could sell. If Rollins isn't starting the match, Rollins in another pod going, ah, great news, mate. Yeah, me and Sidgwick vehemently disagreed on this Kevin Owens thing last week because in a rare, like, twist, he actually held them to some standards and I didn't (laughs) about, like, this Kevin Owens thing makes so much sense to me in the fact that WWE is broken. The idea that he would have to resort to something incredibly desperate to get on the WrestleMania card despite the fact that he's Kevin Owens and despite the fact that he's just beaten the guy that beat him to qualify yeah. for it. All those logic points that you, you were right to flag. Very um, much so. The stuff it can feed, I think, is interesting because, well, predominantly because of what we've got with Rollins. You've got the immediate thing of the Austin theory, I'll take your place, thanks very much, ultimate opportunist, edge Kofi Kingston layup. Wild Wild Wilson, great tag on, on Twitter. That's, That's the one who suggested this to us. I really like that, um, assuming that Owens has maybe agreed to Work the shows. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. We don't know, but then we've made assumptions of other wrestlers recently, and you know that's not been the case. So who knows that? And it is a, it is quite a good hook. It at least ties into the, the seeds of dissent between Owens and Rollins at present, which is who exactly is lying to who. Owens starting to gradually feel like he can't trust Seth, and him really being better at being the heel. If you're gonna force one of them to be a babyface, I think what we saw with Seth and Roman was that somehow elements of this character that Seth plays, whatever the hell it is actually resonate as a baby face. Mm. So Owens is the one that I think can turn that up for Seth. I'm not opposed to any of this playing out like that. I think it is relatively in service of these characters that are doing their best to elevate bad material. And Owens may be even breadcrumbing us with his callback to the Festival of Friendship on social media over the mm. weekend. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. But it, is, it could be one of those things yet again where we're like, look at all this work that the wrestlers do and then they turn up and he's like, oh, fuck L.A. Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Let me talk to you. Yeah. 
That's what's the next talking point. Right? <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, the next talking point is uh, regards the women's championship. Uh, Lita has been Dominating Becky Lynch, I think it's fair to say, in uh, in recent weeks. Standing tall. Um, mm. How will Becky respond to Lita tonight, do you think, Sige? I don't know, right, because WWE does premises. They don't do stories. They don't actually build stories. They just do premises. So the premise behind this match is that Lita is once respected by Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch respects her no more. She feels like she's surpassed Lita. She has evolved from what Lita first set out to accomplish. It's nice that you're still around, I guess, but for me to fully replace you, I've got to beat you. Decent premise for a story. They don't really build it through teasing, through angles. So we know the story. We kind of know the end of the story. I don't know what's left for them to do. Maybe that's a lack of imagination on my part. Maybe it's because they do premises and not story, and they literally tell you in promos the beats of the story without actually telling you it. Or showing you it. Um, so I've got any idea, uh, Hamlet. Well, they kind of hit the peak a week early with the build, is why. It's, uh, a video package would be best placed here because the verbals have been strong. The physical teases, unexpectedly great. Like, they've actually promoted a decent match, which I think most people would have given Becky Lynch and Lita a bit of a free pass on having. It was all about how much could you... You're not going to believe that Lita's going to win a title, right? So it becomes more about how much are you going to enjoy this? How much are you going to enjoy... Um, buying into uh, the story at all that Lita stands a chance. They kind of nailed that last week for me. 
genuinely. Um, the the physical stuff they did was good. The motivations were really well established. All you can do this week pretty much is dilute it. Whether or not you have Becky Lynch wrestle and win comprehensively as a way to say, look, all the bullshit aside, here I am doing this week on week. When, pretty much whenever I want, I can breeze into a town, beat the today's best wrestler. I've got no problem with yesterday's best wrestler. Mm. And that's like one last thing from Becky Lynch in her gear, in the ring, being big time Bex and the man sort of rolled into one. But there's... I, like I, there's nothing more than that to do. If any, like I say, if anything, I think you'll maybe chip away at the good work they've done. Um, so the less, the better. You know what I would do? I'd have Lita in action. Uh, not Lita. Once is <laughs> enough. Uh, Becky Lynch in action, right? And she defeats some rubbish baby face. Don't know who. They're all being portrayed as being rubbish at present. So pick one. I would book Lita. Uh, not Lita. Why am I doing this? Becky Lynch to dominate said. Opponent. No hope spots, not the time. But the idea being that Lita's got kind of one iconic move that is like completely inextricable from her act. Becky Lynch to sort of prove that oh she's all that Lita was and then some could scale the ropes, motion to perform the moonsault. Commentary, obviously having been briefed on the story. Could then go. Oh, it looks like Becky Lynch is gonna like prove that she's better than Lita and doesn't even need to face her by going for the moonsault. When Becky Lynch goes to the top rope, she can kind of look a little bit apprehensive about doing it. Sell the fact that Lita can perform the kill shot. Becky Lynch is too scared to even do it, so that at the event itself, when Lita goes to do it, it's the move that Becky Lynch can't even do, much less kick out of, mm. and it'll inform hopefully a really strong near fall. I really like that. Yeah, I hope fingers crossed they do something along yeah, those they won't. Um, finally, looking ahead to Elimination That's Chamber. not finally. Don't deprive the people, because we are going to play some games. Oh, we've got some other things to do. I'm just into talking in terms of Elimination Chamber, uh, and this is arguably stepping on the toes might have got worried. one of our games, because we haven't got the sixth member of the Women's Elimination Chamber match for the, uh, the number one contenders Raw Women's Championship match. WrestleMania shot, basically. We've got Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Nikki A.S.H., and Liv Morgan confirmed. as an extra space, obviously, that's not been filled yet. Um, do you think we find that out tonight? And is it someone who's been making her way, let's say, to rule for quite some time? Yeah, I do genuinely want it to be the Derek Goddess. And uh, this was my prediction for the that porn star guy that's been moonlighting as a psychiatrist. Do you want to go in the hogging chamber? Um, just, <laughs> I think it's going to be good for you. <laughs> it just gives it a shot. At, it feels like this has been primed for a very specific return. Um, whether or not they leave it a mystery until uh, Saturday itself and you get s- some sort of wrap for a surprise return. Because with it being a Saudi Arabia show, they could be paying another legend, couldn't they? Off the top of my head, Nikki Bella, for example, just oh, yeah. is offered a fortune to work the show. And she's like, I'll have some of that, and goes and works it. But all of this Alexa Bliss stuff, it's one thing for the people with their like tweeting phones in the left hand and their penis in their right to knock out a dark goddess tweet every week after these segments. But for WWE, it's always felt like it's building to a match. felt like it was going to the Rumble, and it didn't. Why not here? There's no, there's no happening in the segments. If it's not to build to an actual announced return, what's it for? I'll uh, save my Alexa Bliss predictor for the games. Okay. What would be an incredibly WWE thing to happen? Right? Just think of 
the worst impulses WWE has. Last chance loses Battle Royal. Well, oh, they didn't have qualifiers. So, they <laughs> <laughs> so what could happen is this. Yeah, we just had one of the people in the chamber beating another one of the person in the chamber in like four minutes yeah. last week. Yeah. Ever since SummerSlam 2021, when Becky Lynch dropped uh, Bianca Belair in like what, 12 seconds, whatever, whatever it was, everyone's been going, guys, guys, let it play out. Ooh. So in the meantime, we've been letting it play out. It's like, all right, okay, this is kind of diminished returns. But the idea is they're going to build Bianca Belair up. And, you know, SummerSlam rematch at Mania isn't ideal, but it's uh, people want to see Bianca Belair. And without being a completely pedantic, snarky twat that I can sometimes be, I really enjoy Bianca Belair, yeah. earnestly. Mm. So I can understand why they went this direction, except have they? Because already it feels like a secondary concern to the return of Ronda Rousey. They're not, with all due respect, keeping a silhouette free on the graphic for it to be some ham and egger on the normal roster. Who's mm. not? In the, who's in this match? Uh, Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Dujep, and Nikki Ash. There's the uh, the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch payoff. It's Carmella's redemption from SummerSlam. Yeah, it's not going to be. <laughs> nah, it's not going to be someone who's there. Let's face mm. it. Silhouettes are special. <laughs> what if all only comes out of a silhouette's over? Yeah. What if all of this? It's going to be Brian May. Let it play out. Let it play out. Let it play out. Right, okay. Well, didn't really play out with the Royal Rumble, but it's always going to play out Elimination Chamber. It always plays out. Guys, it always plays out. <laughs> what if, like, days after Bianca Belair is instructed by WWE's social media team, God damn it, put over Saudi Arabia and more to the point, WWE's influence over the world. So Bianca Belair thinks she was one of the ones who was made to tweet. Yeah. WWE continues to influence the world. So just when you get her to propagandize the brutal kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Let it play out. It doesn't happen. Trish Stratus is in the match, and it's Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, and Becky Lynch can, uh, Bianca Belair can, like, yeah. When the Andre the Giant yeah. Yeah. Fabulous Moolah Battle yeah. Royal. Kind of rolled out. The Can't Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like those suggestions. I, I think it may well be Alexa Bliss, uh, and... Well, I haven't really got anything prepped for the game, so I'm just going to say it here. Just like, yeah, f just do fucking raw shark test. I keep going on about this, but it's just a chamber. It's yep. just a chamber. There you go. Or if it's not Alexa Bliss, you were close, Michael Amphlet. Just not quite the right name. The, the name on the match does read Bella, but it's Saudi Mode. <laughs> <laughs> And they can be like, have women got rights in Saudi Arabia now? Yes. Can't you who led? A journalist. Yes. <laughs> have women got rights over there? Not really. <laughs> not really. Yes, with an asterisk. Is this the Alexa Bliss game? We might as well do it now. Yeah, go on. What was yours? Uh, the Rorschach. The Rorschach test, or she spells out Elimination Chamber. He's like, what does this look like? And it's like, Ingu. It's Elle McPherson, and she's like, L. And then, like, I don't know. He's probably We've all we've deduced that this guy is very much like he's got like male porn star energy. <laughs> what if he says something to the effect of, "Well, Alexa, um, it looks like there's only one thing that can remove you from this uh, childlike state, and it's time to remind you that you're an adult." <laughs> oh my god! god. Oh. I mean, that's what he is. Maybe that's what the. I know I'm supposed to only get paid by the hour for these things, but I don't even touch my clock. <laughs> 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 
I don't know what they're doing. I don't. It's the oddest <laughs> stuff. Why go to all of these lengths to erase or retcon a gimmick that they they do this every week? <laughs> they do this every single week without even bothering to tell you about it. So why go to all of these lengths just to make Alexa Bliss not being infantilized by a demon clown, which it goes so underreported that WWE inadvertently created a storyline in which Anon screamed someone and made them into a child. That's what happened here. Yeah. There was an initial relationship. They used the word fiend, but it was very much in a way that like a British tabloid would. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's described her attraction to the fiend in the summer of 2020 as like a moth to a flame, which is a fancy little fiend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is like a dangerous attraction that you know is not really good for you, but you're just compelled. So she fancies the fiend, yeah. right? And then the fiend is like, oh, I "Fucking fancy you back." <laughs> I don't know why it's Vince McMahon. I don't know why it's Vince McMahon. And then they're just simply together. And their baby faces, mm-hmm. because WWE is like, ah, spooky kids. That's something that isn't wrestling that might sell. Oh, and God. it's like, well, wait a minute. You've nonced him. You've <laughs> made him into a nonce. How did no one? After you just like railed on Reggie and Dana Brooke last week, and they're probably like, that's not the real spark. Look to Alexa and the Fiend. Oh, I'm fancy you back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a relationship, Reggie and Dana Brooke. No such thing as a fiend. There's, there's a fiend zone. There's not a friend zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. back. <laughs> uh, any Alexa Bliss uh, fun to be had on your p- predictions? No, nah, she's working the paper. That's it. Yeah. Um, more dark goddess transition stuff. Maybe it's always got to be related to somebody having a tummy tank. Um, the hair gradually going back to like the blonde mm-hmm. colors or whatever. They've like what are these other weirdos? And I know it's like they're. The dark goddess. It's a mix of the two, isn't it? Mm. Maybe just the dress is like a tearaway deal and it's a relaxableist gear underneath. Oh, yeah, she does do like that, yeah, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, it's obvious, in a room f- uh, full of three married men. Today's, of course, Valentine's Day, and there is a budding romance on Mananaral between Dana Brooke and Reggie. Uh, any developments you see? On, on that this week. I mean, we've already got big things planned for the NXT to oh, preview tomorrow surrounding this. Uh, it's a day late, but it's WWE, so never that never matters. Uh, yeah, do you see anything tonight? They sort of planted the seeds of, ooh, will they, won't they, last week? What is the first D in the Dennis system? I don't remember. Demonstrate value. Okay, yes. So the idea is we don't have this, like, spark we're not, like, naturally attracted to each other. It's the, quote-unquote, baby face doing things that are persuading the object of his affections into believing that he is a valuable guy who knows what's right for her. It's a very cynical game Reggie's playing, and I resent him for it. (laughs) (laughs) If you have to graft this hard to make yourself seem like a good person worth falling in love with then you're not really worth falling in love with because you're playing a tactical, strategic game and it's odd and it's off and it's not the way that you should necessarily get together with someone. It should be this natural two-way street. Persistence and cynical demonstrations of look how good of a person I am I'm go- and look how bad everybody else is for that matter. That's the exact same thing. Showing someone how good you are 
all your virtues. Look at my value. Look at how beneficial this would be for you if you went out with me, a great guy, which I'm demonstrating. Not quite a me cute for me. It's actually very cynical and deplorable. Totally agree. And it's only that WWE exists 20 years ago that they think that this is going to be, well, can't these two just get together? No, because she's not interested. But can't they just <laughs> find a way to work it out? She's explicitly said that she values him as a friend, and now he's going to have to do more things that make him more desirable to convince her that she's attracted to him. They're going to go out for dinner together. And then just halfway through the night, like she's just going, oh, it's a really great time. And it's just nice to sort of switch off constantly being stressed about my 24-7 title. And then he's going to like try and kiss her or something. And she's going to be like, what are you doing? It's like, it's Valentine's Day. What the fuck do you think I brought you here for? <laughs> and then like all the male fans are going to be encouraged to go, oh, poor Reggie, we've all been there, right, guys? <laughs> and then you'll listen to the Mormon Wrestling Podcast and tell you why, in fact, no, they're wrong. <laughs> do you know what my prediction is for tonight? Uh, Tamina does some bollocks? Probably. Actually, that could work. She could be like a waiter at the restaurant. She's stolen the waiter's outfit and she's got one of them metal serving dish glosh things. She would get every order wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she would spill your drink. You've been working here for 20 years. Have you not got this down to a T yet? Uh, it used to be my dad's restaurant. <laughs> what are the specials? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll take what you've got there and I'll, I'll include it in mine, in my little pitch here. Because I think tonight, um, it, we've not been sponsored for this. There's a, there's a fly in my soup. Soup, 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 a fly. Shut up. I'm trying to do a serious pitch Sorry. here. Because <laughs> Reggie, he's gone, he's gone on Moonpig, right? And he's, uh, he's got himself a personalised Valentine's Day card that's going to be delivered to Monday Night Raw. And it's going to be delivered, it just says on top of it, to the 24-7 champion. Tonight's the night Dana Brooke loses the title. Samina can roll her up, and then the bloke can be like, oh, who's the 24-7 champion here? And it's going to be like, to the 24-7 champion. I choo-choo-choo choose you, or whatever, bollocks. Right? And it's going to be like, oh, and Dana's going to be like, oh, so you want to shag her? And it's like, no, I want to shag you. But the title. It's really impressively thought through. Yeah. I like that. Too much thought, if anything. Right, let's get serious now. Uh, what's going to happen in the arcade broker party? I see this overlaps with another game. Can I can I do one of the last games? With well, the, the the game, the game, the game, the new game that we brought in last week, Michael Sidgwick. I'll, I'll try and avoid that. I'll save it for the the, the game. The main, very much the main event of this podcast. I, I'm into this. I am the bastards. They've got me again. I thought that they'd accidentally waited too long with RK Bro, and they managed to reheat it. They took tag belts off them. They've kept it fun. The stuff with Alpha Academy has been exactly my brand of WWE bollocks because, as we say with increasing regularity on this podcast, what the hell are you watching WWE for if not to see if they can make something entertaining out of guys that are good at elevating the material as the likes of Gable are, as the likes of Orton has been. Like This is actively impacting the response he's getting in matches. Yeah. So I could I would argue this, this stuff is working objectively as well, not just if you kind of just enjoy this subjective nonsense from WWE. Um, toga parties, obviously it's just a WWE party where everybody's in sheets. So whether or not that extends to um, Ted DiBiase and Kelly Kelly catching up backstage, <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Um, I sense it's going to be, it's going to end up in the ring. Chad Gable's going to be embarrassed. And Otis' sheet's going to be pulled away, and he's going to be like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm in no clothes. And so that's what you work in most weeks. But with this week, he's embarrassed by it. Um, there is another element to it, but I'll save that for the game. Will I be asked? Uh, what happens to the RK Broger party? 
I said, come on, wrestling artist. What's going to happen in a toga party? <laughs> I don't know. Have they got... Hang on, let me just double check. Is there actually... Are they fighting for the titles at... No. Well, because they're lost. That's so it. So how are they still going to do it? Out of contention. What was the toga party? Why did they originally decide they're going to have one? To celebrate becoming contenders again? Yes, they're number well, one contenders. So maybe... Orton can be pissed off wearing a toga because they're not actually the number one contenders. Does the, does the match result last week count? Does it stand? Seth, Seth. That might. would be amazing if we had the Austin Theory attack like I booked earlier and then you had WWE champion Bobby Lashley, tag team champion Riddle. No, tag team champion Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and US champion uh, AJ Styles in the match. And then you can have like title for title for title for, for title for title. The WrestleMania main event at this bloody rate. You know how Goldberg said he would never wrestle Riddle and if he ever sees him backstage, he'd chin him. And then you heard over time that, like, you know, the ice had thawed a little bit and they were on cordial terms and stuff like that. He loves him like a brother now, I think. <laughs> I think that was the phrase he used. Brock similarly said, didn't he? Absolutely no chance. Never want to work with you. What if the same sort of thing happened there and they want Brock to, like, come to the toga party? And big oh, man, get Brock in a toga. Big banter Brock wears a sheet over his farm overalls, and it just exists for that visual. And then he wrecks somebody at the end. He wrecks one of the chamber people that's also attending the toga party. But, yeah, you get Brock in a toga for a few minutes. Oh, it's just, a toga's going to be covered in gravy. You know, the best thing about Jim Ross wearing a toga, and people that talk about this enough, is uh, obviously it was this cruel and unusual and needless punishment of him on day one of his job, obviously. But Jim Ross, being Jim Ross, desperately trying to make the best of it. But, like, being a professional, he wants to put something over. He wants to say, I'm having a good day, but nobody's going to believe him. But, like, because I know he's this Oklahoma hillbilly guy just from a farm, disposing of puppies, all that sort of stuff. And he's wearing <laughs> his toga, and he's like, what do you think? And, uh, obviously, the whole, the viewing world's like, I think you're absolutely fucked, mate. And then he says... <laughs> Look at these gold shoes. And he points down at these like shimmering gold sandals or something. It's like he actually believes that he likes them. It's like, I'm going to look an asshole, but look at these <laughs> shoes. They're perfect. My vacation. Uh, well, we'll wait to see what the fallout from the RK Broga party is tomorrow. But finally, Sergi, it's time for our new game. Baby, you can drive my watts. Uh, do you want to explain the, the backstory <laughs> to this? Yes, if you missed it last week, um, as tends to happen every single year, mostly, WWE gets fascinated by vehicles, and vehicles are a vehicle to sell certain WrestleMania programs. We saw Mack trucks for WrestleMania 18, police cars for WrestleMania 35, limos for WrestleMania 26, uh, another limo for WrestleMania 32, the big Becky Lynch truck that was going to make an appearance ahead of WrestleMania 36 Six. before the Rona. Didn't uh, Cena make an entrance in a car once? Definitely driving around outside 23? the arena. 23. That That's one. what an entrance usually angles on yeah, the yeah. So That's the wheelbar noise through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's part of the car up, and he's taking a weirdly long amount of time to get out of the uh, <laughs> driver's side there. So the game is... Baby, you can drive my watts. So which wrestler is going to do what with what vehicle to build what storyline? This wrestling show is absolutely untenable as something that <laughs> content can be created about. Uh, last That's week, why we do this. Last week, uh, Michael Sidgwick pr pr pitched a tractor for Brock Lesnar. Michael Hamflit predicted a unicycle for Chad Gable. And I predicted a half-black, half-white car for Damian Priest. <laughs> Like he's somehow in, I don't know, Batman forever, was it? It's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid in my work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got this week, Sige? Well, 
the whole idea with the arcade bro, this is very funny. Uh, the whole <laughs> idea with the arcade bro thing is that they are very different. The dynamic is straight man, moron. For a long time now, Randy Orton has been slowly becoming the idiot as well as he be, as he bonds with Riddle. Yes. Maybe they've thought about this. Maybe they've tactically thought, well, they're going to win the quiz challenge. They're going to agree, celebrate, toga party, and then they're going to lose. Uh, but they've already agreed to the toga party. So the idea is that RK Bro are going to implode. WrestleMania is not that far away. Maybe Randy Orton could feel like not remotely in the mood for wearing a toga party. It's time for a celebration. It's time to let your hair down after a hard-fought win, but they're lost. Mm. Uh, and we've got to focus up. We're not, we're not with anything yet. So you want the most ridiculous image possible. Much like the Festival of Friendship, right? You want the most ridiculous assortment of stuff imaginable so that it finally dawns on the serious guy. My life's been completely corrupted by this. What on earth is going on? How have I let it get to this amount of bollocks? If it gets any more bollocks, I'll be a complete joke. I need to kill Chris Jericho right now. That's what happened at the Festival of Friendship. Maybe they could do something adjacent to this on this week's Raw. It's on sci-fi. They won't. Massive chariot. Oh! Riddle is on this ridiculous chariot carried by about 12 different men. All pulled by a camel. All pulled by a camel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Randy, I'm on a chariot. And it's this ridiculous thing. Absolutely ridiculous. And Riddle's like, and Randy Orton's going to look at it like he's wearing his toga as well. And he's like, my incredible reputation is this guy who was like really boring and intense for 20 years. It's it's in it's in trouble. <laughs> it is in trouble here. I have to RKO this doofus so I'm not remotely associated with this anymore. The most ridiculous possible thing at the last time, riddling a chariot in a toga, RKO, we're done ski, we're having a match at Mania. I like that. That's amazing. Really good looking. Read the first nine words of the message I sent myself ahead of this podcast. <laughs> Chariot for the toga party, horses, the whole deal. Right? Yes! Great dadlies think alike. I haven't booked it half as well as Sidgwick. I just wanted to add to that. Much like Ted DiBiase's cape and uh, Angela the sword, we learn that the chariot and the horses are Vincent Mann's legit property. <laughs> <laughs> like, that comes out later in the wash. Where are we going to get a chariot this notice? My horse. <laughs> keep one in my garage at all times. Yeah, hard riddle. I was, I was reminded of... Um, you know, at WrestleMania 9, obviously you've got Heenan on the camel, but Savage comes out with the grapes. I was yeah. thinking, like, uh, Riddle's got, like, the bed of grapes lined up, and Orton's like, Jesus Christ. What He's like, don't worry, Randy, I got you something. And then he's on the chariot, and he's gone to such trouble to make Randy feel like sort of this emperor of this toga party. The turn happening in the way that it compares to Festival of Friendship is brilliant. You've made serious my stupid bollocks. Because, <laughs> yeah. Genius. I haven't got anything that compares to this. They're chariots of fire, those pictures. Hey. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrap the podcast up. I don't want to follow them. That's really... I just like, I don't know, some drip stuff or something from Seth Rollins. I get a, a, a drip mobile. A drip, a drip mobile. Or a, a, he's got a drip plane so he can fly him and Kevin Owens to Saudi. <laughs> I mean, a drip plane. Describe a drip What? <laughs> All the stewardesses wear outfits. Joker outfits. Outfits <laughs> designed by <laughs> Seth Rollins. And, uh, you know, an, an airplane normally goes. Does it? It goes over. 
This one goes. And you're like, throw the engine up. You did it. I myself was joking. <laughs> uh, right, Call let's... that uh, the trade force of will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead on Monday Night Raw uh, on Twitter. At WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for <laughs> daily wrestling podcasts. <laughs> That's one of the horses. Like, no, Got in the chariot. dropped, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let's just... Let's Shout just... out to my mate Dapper if he's listening. He said, page 79 in French, and we never let him live it down 20 years later. Let's just double check. Oh! There we go. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? No, yeah, you can follow us all on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Uh, you can listen to the SmackDown review, the Rampage review, uh, and of course, watch there. You can leave us a five-star review review suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling-related uh, for us to review instead of a god-awful Raw segment tomorrow. But for now, this has been the Raw preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.